a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sighs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. This is a Brawl Network production. You're listening to the Giants Brawl Podcast. Listen, look, we got to rush him. We got to kick the What we got to do to sit in and get the All right, let's go. They are New York. And they are here to talk Giants football. Here is Mike Trainer and Jay Jules. Hey, what's up, Giants fam? Welcome to the one and only Giants Brawl podcast. You know where you can find us, man. You know what the deal. I'm hoping everybody's still happy with those giant signings. Everybody wants to come here. Like, who, who we got today? Like, Danny Shelton, who signed, like, yesterday? Everybody just wants to play with us. Man, it's fucking wild. But today... We got two more Tennessee Titans and a Cowboy. We're just bringing everybody over here, John. That's what it is. But today, you know the guys. You know who we're with. But today, we got a very special guest with us on tonight. She's part of the Giants family. If you follow her on Twitter, you can scroll. You can't scroll down Twitter lane without running to... One of her Giants Brawl content that's out there. She's a great combination of, I think, Kay Adams, Katie Holmes, and Bob Papa. I go with all three of them. So, Bob, all right. Bob Papa, huh? All right. Bob there we Papa. go. You got to mix him in there. The smart, funny, and talented Steffi Smalls. What up, Steph? What's up, guys? Pumped to be welcome, here. Welcome, welcome. No, you're welcome. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. Drink some claws. Have a good time. There we go. Oh, claws. We'll, <laughs> we'll get into the claws in a minute. I got, I, I got a little bone to pick you with, with that, with that little claw thing. Oh, so no. I'm picking the, the Bud Light seltzer lemonade right here. If you guys oh. can see that. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll get to Listen, that. Listen, you got to understand, Mike's a Budweiser guy, so he has to keep the Bud Light seltzers all the time. Mm, yeah, that's, right. that's my competition right there, that white claw. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like Steph, how long you been doing these podcasts? Like, what, what got you into this? <laughs> Um, yelling at Giants fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, thing is, <laughs> the thing is, like, it's so true. Like, I honestly re-downloaded. So I was going to medical school in the Caribbean and 
had to come back because of coronavirus. And then I was like, what the fuck? I'm 27 years old. Am I allowed to swear? Yes. Of course. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> uh, go go all out, please. Right, we, we will. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> um, and then, so I ended up back at my parents. And, you know, that's just exactly where you want to end up after not living at home since you were 17 years old. Who would not want to do that? Wow. And so it was miserable. And we downloaded Twitter because why not harass some people? <laughs> you have nothing better to do. Um, and it was just about around the draft. So obviously ended up getting mixed up with Giants people. And then, you know, 200 followers led to 500 followers, 1,000 followers. And I started writing for New York Giants Rush, uh, doing injury reports for them. And then it led to fantasy intervention, which led me down to uh, FTN, where I am now. Very nice. I see that. So like, you mentioned you mentioned something about uh, being in the Caribbean for like medical school or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a that's kind of a one eighty there, right? Medical school to now doing a podcast for the Giants and and writing and everything yeah. else. Which of the two so, do you say you yourself doing now? Uh, so I actually did take the semester off officially um, like a couple weeks ago. So I'm gonna see how things go until August, and if it goes well, then we'll just rock with it and do football nice. full time. If it doesn't go well, then we'll just go back to med school. All right. All right. Yeah. What, kind, what yeah. kind of medicine? I like ER. So. Oh, nice. Eesh. As crazy as possible, <laughs> you know? You have an iron stomach for that shit. I bet you could have guessed that. If you looked at my Twitter feed, I bet if, if someone held a gun to your head and said, what kind of medicine does she want to do, you would have said ER. <laughs> All right, look at this shit, huh? So to be continued then with that question. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But FTNs, it's uh, like a really good opportunity over there. So we'll see how things go. And you can gamble on that, right? Is that like a gambling website too that you can? Yeah, so I actually am just starting to, I have a new show coming out next week. They gave me my own show, which is terrifying, but it's okay. Uh, It's also going to include some betting stuff. So they do do betting daily bets uh fantasy and just football coverage so and they yeah, do all sports like golf how'd you get into becoming like you were always a giant fan like since you were born is that how it happened with you my mom is a giant fan so i was born and raised giants fan and then my brother like played football and we just so it was like you know on sundays you like have Pasta and meatballs and shut up and watch the Giants. It's like the only time the family gets along, right? So it's like, <laughs> so that's like how I grew up. And my mom was like, it's so funny because my mom actually was a big fan. My dad was a fan, but not the way that my mom was. So that's where that comes from. And, you know, I remember. You got, you got the insane gene from her with, with being a Giant fan. I think I get that from my my dad. Yeah. I think my dad doesn't have the patience for either of us. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, listen, I need to know this handle that you have, Steffi Smalls. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's like related to Biggie Smalls. And then for people that don't know who Biggie Smalls is, he was a rapper of the 90s. He died way too soon. But then again, he was probably going to die either one or two ways, either gun violence or diabetes. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that was Something just... was taken in probably, yes. <laughs> I have a He's big. him up there, but I can't. you can't see it right now. But yes, it does have to do with Biggie Smalls. My real last name is... Not Smalls. Um, probably will be announcing my last name probably when the season happens, or maybe not. If I end up back in my school, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so I it was just a play. I'm Biggie Smalls. I am definitely a small human, so it's funny. And then the three L's, you know, 
we got to account for Brady's three losses. So that's, they're, they're all right there. Just stack them right in the middle of my handle. <laughs> Fun fact about Biggie Smalls, he had the Ready to Die album, Life After Death album, which was a double album, with the uh, song Hypnotize on it that Julia Stiles actually danced on top of a table drunk in the movie Ten Things I Hate About You with the future Joker. I love it. Oh, my so that's, God. That's a little tidbit for, for you guys. All right, so hey, let's, jump, let's jump right into this this madness. This is why I reached out to Steph to begin with. This, this hate, I've seen you get some hate on Twitter. Right. I know we have got some hate on Twitter. Maybe that's a good thing. I I guess maybe because people were doing good things that people just love to hate on us. But mm -hmm. our, my question to like you, Steph, and then I'll let you guys go. Like, are they really fans if they're just hating on the Giants, if they're hating on Gettleman, hating on Barkley? Are they really Giant fans? They were literally fetuses when they won the Super Bowls. That's why they don't know anything. Like, you know, like they were like literally not human beings. It's not even, like, I can't even argue with these kids because then like I see in their handle, it's like, oh, two. Like you were born in oh, two. That's right. You have literally no idea what you're fucking talking about because you don't even know what the days of Coughlin and then Jacobs and OC and all these guys that were like the reason why the rest of us say more sane people are frustrated because we actually do need a culture because we saw for years what a culture mm -hmm. actually does and what coaching actually does. So no, they are the, it's they're impatient, you know, they're the generation of microwave society. <laughs> it is microwave. Society. I was going to say less on microwave society. It's it, that's part of it. I just think that people are stupid, more stupid nowadays. <laughs> that's another that's part too. of it too. Yeah. And it's not understanding <laughs> the game too. It's like, I think a lot of it is like, when I grew up watching it, it was like very much like involved where like we were sitting there, I didn't have a cell phone. And uh, I, when I'm asking my parents, like what is going on right now, people are responding to me and interacting with me and explaining like what that play is. And you know, fantasy wasn't a big, as big as it is now. So you actually get a love and appreciation for the game where I don't think you have a love and appreciation for the game anymore. Everyone wants a mobile quarterback because you want a mobile quarterback on your fantasy team. This is like not where and and people just forget like you need a good O line okay like if you don't have an O line you can literally can't play football <laughs> that's right. it period like there's no point in having like even attempting to judge someone's performance if you don't have an O line to protect them like that's just how it goes you've seen so, that with Eli for like five ten years you know literally it's so long. And it's so easy to point a finger on someone, but then when you look at the big picture, like, yeah, everyone wants a stud. I get it. Like, you guys all want to draft another. You want to really get another wide. Like, you need to look at the big picture and look at what the problem is. The problem in this freaking team is that there's, I mean, there's a lot of problems, but we're getting there. <laughs> like, we're, we're definitely making moves that are impressive. You know, one of the things with the trolls, you kind of just mentioned that when you said with the cell phones, right? I could imagine myself maybe 10, 15 years ago having social media be what it is currently and sit there and watch a Giants game. I mean, listen, you could talk to Mike and John right now and they'll tell you how they had to talk me off the ledge a couple of times watching some of the games last year, right? So, like, you, know, you have these other people that don't know shit about football, aren't real fans. They'll sit there and they'll see a fumble, they'll see an interception, they'll see whatever, a missed tackle, and they're on their Twitter, they're on their, you know, Facebook nonsense and they're sending out messages. So, like, that shit is even easier, right? And, like, could you imagine you had a couple of uh, white claws in you, a few beers? Forget it. This well, shit yeah, how do you think I got – I have it framed up there, both of them framed. How do you think I got blocked by Mark Colombo and Louis Riddick? Like, because I had too many white claws and I had my Twitter and then I had, 
you know, Louis Riddick, you pissed me off during the Tampa game. So, and I don't feel bad about it. You were pissing me off and, and now I'm blocked. But, you know, looking back on him, definitely because it's like so accessible now too. Seriously. And that's what it is. Like literally you could sit there in a bar and, and just be sitting there and all of a sudden someone went to the bathroom and you're like, Oh fuck it. I'm by myself. Let me just walk. You know what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're an idiot, David Gettleman. He's not even playing, but fuck it. You're still one. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they watch the game and it's like all, I don't know when this happened, like when the shift was like what generation, whose fault it is. Um, but like all of a sudden everyone only watches the quarterback. Like we only watch the quarterback and the wide receivers, the rest of the game or like the running backs too, I guess, but everything else just like doesn't matter anymore. It's like just what the quarterback's doing, even though like the reason why the quarterback can't play is because the O-line literally looks like dancing monkeys. Like, so it's crazy. Oh, God, it's so frustrating. To me. It's Tom Brady's fault. Asshole dick, right? Now everybody wants Tom Brady on their team. Fuck him. It's always his fault, for real. When in doubt, it's Tom Brady's fault. That's it. That's it. (laughs) I think that your point about the fantasy football, though, ruining kind of fandom, that that goes right into what you're saying. You're looking at quarterbacks, you're looking at wide receivers. People are watching Red Zone more than they're watching their own teams now, especially the younger generation where that grew up with both, not really knowing worlds of falling in love with a team and your players because that's the only fucking option you had. Now they're just as worried, more worried about you know what you know Johnny Ballsack's team is doing versus exactly. fucking you know, the Giants. Yeah, and that's that's a big problem with. And they you don't know, really see those arguments. You're contributing to the cap issue because you know, like, there's no one like kids are now. They don't have a team, and they're like just playing their fantasy sports. They have several screens up. They're checking their roster the entire game. They're only paying for red zone. No one's going to games. No one's buying apparel. No one gives a shit. Like they don't. You don't genuinely like the sport. You like the like thrill of playing fantasy. Like I can't even imagine checking my fantasy rosters during a game. I cannot even fathom that. Like, do I have red zone up for sure? Because like during, if especially if it's not a Giants game, yeah, red zone is on my iPad at least. And like, I'm like looking to see what's going on. But for people that are just watching red zone, you're not seeing the whole thing. So this is where like right. things like two as an elite quarterback come from because you're only seeing the elite quarterback on the iPad and you're just seeing five plays. <laughs> you're not watching exactly. the full game. So um, it's just like totally deteriorating. And it's so weird because I feel like growing up, I never was like that. Um, I don't know. Where you're so you're telling me the Giants are playing a four o'clock game, right? And it's halftime. You're not checking your fantasy team if you're in a big matchup? Oh, Come on, no. I'm not buying it's that. Like, I'm all oh, over no. my fucking phone. Commercials, oh, no. halftime, Commercial end of the game. <laughs> I said this on like a pod the other day, like halftime and commercials, absolutely. But like, okay. <laughs> how can you like, I don't understand how you can like watch, check all your rosters and you have like multiple screens up. Like kids are like doing math instead of like fucking watching. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, dude? Listen, that's like that online poker where all of a sudden there's a guy in the poker room and he's playing like 17 different games with all those multiple hands. I'm like, oh, that's just lunacy, bro. I don't got time for that shit. I know. It's like, if I want to play poker, I'm going to play poker for one game and that's the end of it. But it's the same right. thing with the fantasy shit. I mean, yeah. granted, I usually do have multiple teams, so I am kind of bouncing around <laughs> between that too. But Yeah, I have. I definitely have an addiction. Like, I definitely play fantasy and abuse it for sure. But when the Giants are on, the Giants are on because it's my team. Fair enough. No one has teams anymore. That's frustrating. Guys, not have a team. That's crazy. I can't. I can't imagine I not have, being like a diehard fan of at least somebody. I've worked with people that don't watch football at all. They <laughs> just do the, the answer. Right? They don't killers. watch. They're, 
They're serial killers. If you don't watch football, <laughs> like, there's nothing matter you, with you. I'm sorry. What do you mean? You just like you don't you don't know. I, yeah, I can't fathom that, and that's why I can't argue with you fully. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sometimes I just lose my shit. And lately, I've just been blocking people. Like, I don't really care anymore. Like, you're obviously an idiot. So, no, I blocked you. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not going to go back and forth with you about why it's a smart decision to fix the O-line. <laughs> like, if you don't know, I can't help you because you're <laughs> obviously not a bright human. There's people still arguing about like shit like that. They're still arguing about like Dave Gettleman about 2018 draft. There's people that quote tweets from 2018. I think he's like a 2018 miscalculations guy. He's quoting people what people said back in the day. I'm like, what kind of loser does that kind of shit? Just well, root I, for your team and enjoy. It's like I can't imagine how clingy some of these people are to their exes because it's like you're really bringing up a draft <laughs> from several years ago, like. Like, we're in a season that's four years past, and you really want to talk about the second overall pick from, like, in 1807? Like, just shut up. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter now, right? Like, right. It, it don't matter. We got Not it. only that, they're wrong. No matter what, that was a good pick. Even still, it was still a good pick, and there's a million reasons why. Helping break in a new quarterback – Having a generation, a true generational athlete, not this fucking every other every other guy drafted as a generational athlete every single year, a legitimate one, a god level yeah, athlete. He will have a career high year this year, and then the same people that whine are gonna go buy his jersey, and that's what drives 100%. me crazy. Like that's oh my god, yeah. Gets they're gonna they're gonna be he just won some there. fantasy championship. Yeah. <laughs> they're fake fans, man. They're fucking oh, hey. fake. I'm going to give me a party judge. That dude just won me a championship. Right. And the thing is, like, you can be bad at fantasy and still be a good football player. And people forget that as well. Like, it doesn't – just because you're not – they're not, in, like, scoring you so many points, it doesn't mean they're playing bad football. It just means they're only in the playbook so much and they're supposed to get one touchdown. Like, that's literally what their job is for the team, and they're still good. It doesn't mean they suck ass. That's a fair point. It's so true. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Oof. These people need to go. They need to. I want all these haters, especially the Gettleman haters, to just get in line when we're good and we win the Super Bowl. I want them to get in line and rub Gettleman's feet. Like, to completion. Do, do they, no one saw the defense. Like, do we all see it go from 31 to nine, or are we, are we all right. like, we're just, we're ignoring that? Like, who, who was responsible for that? Because the movements <laughs> were last season, 100%. Don't judge. <laughs> yeah. 
this free agency for sure i think gentlemen might have been like locked in the basement or something but like i think that like just like shut up about the gentleman thing he's here and he's not going anywhere and joe judge is so obviously like hands deep and everything why is it still like you're really that bucker about it they just dwell on it they dwell on all that shit i mean listen if, if somebody wants to go after dave gentleman about hiring pat Shermer. Okay, you got me there. Like, it was a mistake. But you know what? He fixed it. He fixed it quick. And then we got Joe Judge in here, and everybody's knocking the Joe Judge hire because nobody heard of him. Oh, he just came from New England. He's going to be another guy coming from New England that's going to suck. And look what he did. He turned around the fucking franchise. Yeah, the best. And it's a big effort. Combination they believe in Joe Judge, but you don't believe in what Joe Judge wants to do. Like, this one gets me. Like, yeah. this cracks me up. So Joe Judge has told you the plan. He literally told you, I don't care what the record is. We're not going to win a lot of games. We're going to rebuild from the foundation up. We're going to fix the culture. I'm going to see what the hell is on the team. And Daniel Dooney is our guy. And you disagree with literally all of that, but you believe in Joe Judge. Right. How does that make sense? Th- yeah. This is what I mean. These people are just morons. Yeah. Use your head. Those, those are the sheep of our uh, our fan base that the media, that don't, none of the media likes Dave Gallon except like two people. So they write fucking basically like Armageddon pieces every other week that they, they have the opportunity to do it. And the sheep just kind of fall in line. They believe everything that's said. They don't break down and think about anything. All they do is say, oh, Gettleman sucks, Gettleman sucks. And they're convinced of it. You know what? I'd rather rebuild like a team like the like for example, a team I would never want to rebuild like is the Cardinals. You want to know why? Because the Cardinals are going to get stuck in mediocre. Like they're going to stay very average. They're going to they're going to make it every year. They're going to be good, but they're not going to be great because they keep skipping over like important things. Washington has rebuilt beautifully, but if if Washington doesn't, you know, if they don't trade up and get a quarterback. They're going to put themselves in a shitty position for taking fits because yep. they want to win games. And then what's going to happen next year is they're going to win too many games and then their draft position is going to blow. And then they're then what? So th- there's ways to rebuild. What the Giants are doing is very impressive to me. It's like the Dolphins. Like I'll, I'll give the Dolphins that. Like the Bills. Like those are teams that are rebuilding properly. So I'd rather rebuild like that than get stuck at average like uh, someone like the Cardinals. Well, listen, after uh, Mac Jones' pro day today, I don't think Washington has to trade up anymore. They'll be waiting. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, it's true. <laughs> happy, glass. You guys may be happy with Mac Jones and Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yes. They could definitely pick last, Jules. Yeah, that brings me into, into the next topic. You're comparing, like, different teams. Like, a lot of media people would like to compare the Giants with – you know, the regimes, like to compare to like the teams like the Browns and the Dolphins. And then you know, I'm going at it. I'm going at it with people about this. And it's just a fact that the matter is like, all right, you, you compare the Giants to the Browns and Dolphins, but the Browns and Dolphins, the last time I checked before like the past couple of years, they haven't made the playoffs in like 20 years. So you're really comparing right. us to them just by right. a regime. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, the funniest thing is, too, I don't know what it is with, like, New York, and this happens with Eli. Like, a lot of people forget, like, when the first Super Bowl that he won, like, that was one of his worst seasons he's ever played ever. Like, his actual regular season was so bad. Like, he threw, like, 27 turnovers. It was pretty bad. Yeah, like, he did not play well. And, like, all the fans, like, wanted to, like, totally write him off and uh then he wins and they're all excited but for some reason every other young quarterback gets gets a tap on the back it's okay bigger me feel it's okay next year it's gonna be okay like it's not in new york and tua now no dan donald gets fucking 
like, and, and like, but then everyone else just gets the short stick. It's like Daniel Jones plays fantastic halfway through. People think that this is not his rookie year, which he didn't finish 16 games until this season. So everyone chill out. Right. Um, and then you don't give him an O line. You give him uh, his two most targeted players. Literally can't catch the ball for shit. And then you get rid of Saquon. You have Jason Garrett. Like how? What do you want the kid to do? <laughs> He's literally running for his damn life, and you're going to judge him? Like, this year, it's make or break for him. But why doesn't he get the same shot as everyone else? Uh, it's fair. I've been listening to this out for, for months now. They, especially that they've, they've taken out the time to put people in there offensively for Daniel Jones. This is it. This is make or break season it, for yeah. him. You know, look, if we're halfway through the season, his numbers are shit again. And it is what it is. We made a mistake. We should have never taken him. And look, maybe Sam Darnold doesn't get as much bullshit that he deserves. Listen, they feel bad for him. He sees ghosts. He had mono. I mean, who the fuck has those through all that shit as a fucking you're like, you know, professional the, quarterback, dude? Like, for real? Right? The poor kid. I feel He's like so, I don't know if you guys ever saw my tweets. Like, it probably you know, I, didn't, I didn't know mono affects you like that when you see ghosts <laughs> on the fucking field. Like, that's some crazy shit. I don't want that shit. The poor kid needs an exorcism, like, and you're like, like, oh man, I think they just made up that mono bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't even know what's up, but I feel like with him too, it's like the environment. You expect a quarterback to come in. That's why it's always better to build from the trenches and then build out. Like, it's like to to just bring a guy in and expect him to do fantastic. Like, even like Hertz, for example. Like, yeah, he's mobile. Cool, that's great. I don't give a fuck. He hasn't played 16 games, and now you're giving him what to work with, like. You're, you're expecting guys to go in there like Darnold, and you're just, like, totally screwing their career. So I I feel bad for Darnold. I wish Darnold got moved somewhere, but I think he's going to get stuck there. Listen, he still could. I mean, look, a lot of people he, are saying that, that Zach Wilson will be taken with that second pick overall. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot yeah, but of guess what? When did Darnold go? Are you guys idiots? Like, you're acting like Darnold was, like, a 10th threat. Like, just chill. He's, he's obviously – there's a reason why we were all obsessed with him. So – just relax. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I just think, honestly, I just think there's a lot of hatred around the Giants organization as there far is. as people that aren't part of the fan base and even some that are, right? Because, I mean, look, for example, like Freddie Kitchens was the head coach in Cleveland. He gets fired, right? And then Stefanski comes in, and all of a sudden now the Browns became – you know, they took it to the next level. You know, Baker Mayfield played better than he ever did, right? So they had to have that change, right? So now, literally, like, that's sort of what the Giants are going through with Joe Judge. Look, yeah. the Dolphins, I don't know if it's, if it's really Brian Flores or if it has to do with the fact that they just got 100 draft picks. I mean, they're still fucking getting picks. They had Houston's pick. They're picking fucking three, and they were, they just missed the playoffs last season. Right, right. There was a lot of that shit going on that these teams may have been a little bit more excelled to getting ahead of a, ahead of the game faster than the Giants were. And look, like you mentioned before, it's not only Daniel Jones's make or break year. It's Dave Gettleman's. It's it's going to be Jason Garrett's, which I know we're going to get into in a little bit. You know, and, and it's going to be it's going to be everybody. You know, this is kind of yeah. the perfect storm in a way because I was saying it last year. There was no reason to have anybody get fired that would have been you know, a huge firing. Let it ride. You brought in the brand new rookie coach. First time he's a head coach. Let it fucking ride. Now you got a bunch of people that could take the heat if shit don't work out in 2021. Yeah. And I mean, like to give Daniel, you know what? Boy. And I will, will, I'm sure we will get to it, but Jason Garrett is obviously in his wrong, but is he more capable than what he demonstrated last year? I sure hope to shit he is. Um, but I think that like you have to give him another chance in the system. And I think another thing that a lot of the t- actually the entire league forgets this is something I preach on, whether it's a fantasy football, soccer, baseball, I don't really give a shit is like this is the, this was the youngest team in the NFL. 
but like people forget that this is you know what the vet was on offense what sterling shepherd come on i mean like they got vets on defense you see how powerful someone like logan ryan is like it, that's such an important like those are important pieces to to the team that they just didn't have i mean you have nick gates playing center the dude's never played center before like that's a good idea for our our new young quarterback is a center that snaps up and you go back in the film he's he didn't he struggled this year a lot that they're in the rams game i'll never forget this daniel jones jumped so high to get the ball it was the worst snap i've seen in the nfl to date i have i have it recorded in a folder shitty snap it's like it's literally like the worst snap i've ever seen so you add things like that you have andrew thomas who's like broke a foot at some point that we like all of a sudden didn't know about then you have fleming just being a, a moron then Columbo's making it worse then you change the 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 coach in between so it the whole thing was a disaster it was a big time Not having season didn't help either what's what do you they say, couldn't John? get on the field with I was saying not having an off season where they could at least, you know, play with each other on the field yeah. and practice for a I few months. That was a that was a huge deal. That hurt I think a lot. Parrot would have started. I think if they had an off season, Parrot would have ended up starting, to be honest with you. I really think that so. That would have been fine with me. I hope I hope he's a I starter love- this year. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, could you imagine a Gettleman in one draft in the matter of, in the span of in span of three picks got both the franchise left and right tackles? At the same exact time that they play together the next five, six, seven, ten yeah. years. I mean, he should have never after the first Washington game, there is zero reason that Parrot shouldn't have been in that game. They like set that boy up for failure and then they're like, he let up three sacks. Yeah, because you literally let him. Like you let him like in the game like three times, and then you let him continuously let up, like let up pressures after sick and hurt. <laughs> so that's your own fault. That's the organization failing him, not him failing the organization. I'm sorry, it's just ridiculous. Right. They, they, it seemed like they teed up on Daniel Jones, especially after Barkley got hurt. They just teed up on him, man. Like with that line is like a rookie line. You got to give a rookie line. That's why, I mean, we'll get to the draft, like who the Giants should draft at 11. I'm not a big fan of like drafting up offensive tackle and offensive guard because I want to see these guys that we wasted three draft picks last year, get the, the experience and the time because that's how you build a successful offensive line. But before we get to that, is Jason Garrett on the hot seat? Is he on the hot seat? Like, I, I want to see him, like you said, get another, you know, another chance. I want to see him run his plays. I want to see him fully healthy with his weapons because we really didn't have any weapons last year. I like, you know, Dallas, you know, as much I hate to admit this, they did have like one of the top five offenses when Jason Garrett was there. So I'm not going to doubt the guy. Like a lot of people want him off, you know, uh, we got to get him out of the offensive coordinator position. I don't believe that. Listen, yeah, I, like I'll admit I was ready for him to go I think that you know you got to come up with something more with than curl roots and evening in reverse like you got to figure it out I'm third and six like what the hell are you doing dude like just like figure it out and you have a young team that's going to be obedient like this isn't you know like it's not playing with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and like these these older veterans that are like okay we're not actually going to listen to you so like they're gonna be obedient follow your instruction you're a leader you need to lead and then also i mean but he did you know so i will argue for jason garrett that you know you lose Saquon barkley you got evan ingram who which you should have stopped targeting him is part of the problem because he's not Witten. 
what? Did we get Witten and Rudolph? Is that a, a red zone threat? Absolutely. I think Rudolph is going to be a better signing than people think because of the way Jason Garrett plays. Um, I think that, you know, what did he have? He lost us like 35 points this, this uh, season. And then Slayton lost 11. Those are the two most targeted players on this team. So right there, that's the difference in two to three games. Like, I, I mean – Ingram and Slayton really did not pull through this. I mean, Shepard actually had a great season for even not playing as much as he could, but at least his, his completion percentage was like 72.37. I don't remember what it is. And then I think it was over like, 80. What was that? I think it was over 80 Slayton's, Slayton's uh, excuse me, Shepard's catch percentage. Yeah. It was some like ridiculous number. Yeah, <clears> 81, 82, something like that. Exactly. And all the thing is, all the guys, and I say this a lot, and the Giants are very guilty of this. Like, they're the use and abuse Giants. So, like, you can't force players to fit a role that they don't fit. Stop trying to shove them into a role, right? Mm-hmm. Slayton and Shepard are not wide receiver ones, period. Slayton is lucky to be called a wide receiver two, if that. He should not be playing that. And none of these players, I mean, like, they – they need a they need backup. Like the reason why Saquon got hurt is because you're expecting him to win the entire game. That's not okay. You can't expect him to win a game. So they all, you know, Shepard, Slayton, and Ingram's all all their best years, including Saquon, actually, is when they had a wide receiver one. So and we haven't seen that in a while since OBJ. You know, so I, I'm excited. I think that as long as that O line's going to get fixed, but I mean, Garrett, you, you got options now, and I think that Judge will have his hand in a little bit more. I think that the way that they moved Kitchens, what did they move him to like offensive assistant or something? Yeah, something like that. I think well, he's going to have a bigger play. Cool. Yeah. So that makes what I from the outside looking in what that seems like is that if you don't pull it together by week five you're out of here like you know what I mean like that I think that that he could easily slide into that so but I think that I think it'll be good for for Danny for all all these guys that you know they're all young is the thing they're all young guys so it's nice to have the same face you give them a season off together bring Saquon back I mean they have options now we're talking Galladay Saquon, Rudolph, Ingram, Slayton, Shepard, and Ross. I mean, like, what people don't realize about Ross, Ross is going to be a shitty fantasy player for all the fantasy people. He's going to come in one to two times a game to get one to two touchdowns. That is going to be his role. He's going to – you're not going to see a lot him in the game a lot. He's literally just there for the deep ball threat and to just get in, in get a touchdown. That's it. So, like, that's still a good signing because it gives you options, and that's what the playbook has been lacking for years. Listen, you know, I, I don't think Garrett's necessarily on the hot seat, right, because he's actually in, in the best position he can honestly be in, right? Because look at it this way. Everybody already said he sucked. He has no expectations, right? If you recall, they made a big year out of nowhere that he fucking got signed and he's staying with the Giants. Like, that was a big news. Everybody was like, yeah, where the fuck else is he going to go, right? Like, so he has nothing to lose, like, at that point. He's got no pressure on him because here's the deal. If the Giants succeed, which they're in position to do right now, we mentioned all the names that we have, including John Ross, which you're right, ain't going to do shit in fantasy, but that dude's going to be on the field enough to have to keep safeties honest because he can go over the top at any moment against them. And maybe it even brings Slayton to that next level and shows him kind of receiver he could be in that type of a over-the-top deep ball type of threat but you know with all that said it's like yo Garrett's is sitting there chilling he's like yo you guys are getting me all this shit we didn't even go to the draft yet yo if I do good and the Giants just average 23 or 24 points a game 
I'll get no motherfucking head coaching job next year. Fuck you guys. I'm out. Like, you don't give a shit, dude. That's why we're putting Kitchen and everybody else in place. You know what I'm saying? We're getting ready for him to bounce. He's done this year. It don't matter. He's either moving on to success or that motherfucker's done and he's going to be coaching fucking high school football or some shit. Like, that's it. <laughs> but Judge wants to bring his own guidance. Very obvious, right? Like, Judge can say whatever he wants. That's the one thing I don't buy from him. Bro. <laughs> like, bro. Like, let's just, like, look at what you've done. You're trying to fill this with people that you have before. I mean, it's very obvious. So, I think that the, I think that Columbo and Garrett were very much not Gettleman hires. I think those were Mira hires. And I think that Judge is just rolling with it because he knows if he gets enough weapons and he has his hands in there. And, you know, I think with an off season, it'll be okay. But I, I don't know that, like, I don't think Garrett is like a permanent solution here for like several years, the way that Judge is planning on like, being here. If he gets, if Joe Judge gets rid of him like he did fucking Colombo last year, man, he's definitely got a footprint on this fucking team. Let me tell you. <laughs> and listen, you know what, too? I, I also think let's let's not forget when Dak first came into the league, Dak Prescott, no one said shit about this guy, right? They were saying he was going to be a bust. He wasn't even that great at AM. And he developed, all right? He developed under Garrett, right? And I think that's part of what they brought but- down. I brought him in for was for Daniel Jones. Now, I don't know if it's going to be, but here we go again, right? So now Daniel Jones. Throws for say four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. Who's gonna get the credit, right? It's white work, bro. Kind of falling him a little bit. They might say something else, but I'm telling you, that dude's gonna be an HC somewhere. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Good. I hope they do good so we get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We got another reason to cheer for the offense. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so, least works out. I prefer that he stays here for another couple of years. I like the idea of having consistency. I want Patrick Graham to stay here for a few years. When you start turning over coaches, you're eventually gonna find the bad one. Yeah. Um, if it works, if, if they if they come out and with the new weapons that they have, I mean, Garrett's been in the league for he's been coaching for what 15, 20 years at this point. Yeah. It, you know, we got to remember with no offseason, the youngest offensive line in football, Daniel Jones was the leading rusher on the team for the first eight weeks of the season, each and every yeah, single game. The, the team had a serious, serious handicap, and you know, yeah, obviously, Jason Garrett was damn life. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they uh, at a certain point, they clicked. They all started to play better together, the offensive line. They were yeah. able to move the ball. They were able to score points. They were able to run the ball successfully. It, and it came to a head, obviously, in the Seattle game where they just ran it down Seattle's throat and broke their fucking entire franchise, apparently. Uh, <laughs> since that game, that franchise has been downhill. Yeah, Russell's uh, like, I want out. <laughs> I, think, I think with, if, with, uh, with uh, Garrett having – the pieces that he thinks that he needs to run his offense successfully, which Kenny Galladay, you know, Kyle Rudolph, and hopefully Evan Ingram, Slayton, Saquon, I, I think that he's going to surprise some people. I think it's going to end up uh, coming up aces with that. I hope he ends up staying for 22 and 23 as well. Well, now, who, now leading to that, like, who do you think we should draft at number 11? I, I say, like, I want a wide receiver again because, you know what? Chef ain't going to be here the long term. Slayton. You know, like Steph, Steph, you're right about Slayton. We don't know about him. Like, he's still, like, up in the air. Like, he didn't really he show me a lot. He me off this year. I'm not going to lie, because I've been rooting for him. He really pissed me off this year. He was hurt, though. That, that's why – yeah, he was hurt. He, he was hurt for, for a while after. I got to give him credit for that. But, listen, I mean, if Devontae Smith is there, I want that motherfucker on the Giants, man. That's that's electric. That's yeah. like having, okay. like, open day. Down easy. I don't know if you guys saw when Joe Judge was talking towards the end of the season, almost the end of the season, 
and he said how deep the wide receiver class is and how there's going to be fantastic talent in the second and third round. When he said that, I knew right there from that moment we were not getting a wide receiver. Unless it's like, I don't know, I just don't see it happening. I think the Galladay, if they didn't sign Ross, maybe I could get behind it, but I think- There's only one year. It's only one year deal. I know, but we, there, I think there's fantastic talent in the second and third round. Like, I, I, I think that we're going to see more studs come out of the later rounds, to be honest. I'm being honest. That's, that's, that's a trend in football. If you look back over the last like 15, 20 drafts, it's usually the receivers that were picked, you know, the fourth, fifth, sixth in their class that ends up having the best careers. And the ones that are fi- picked in the first couple, those are the ones that end up, end up being flops. Mm-hmm. Corey Coleman, John Ross, just to name Giants by themselves. Yeah, and I think that they've shown that they can make nothing. Like, you know, like everyone thought all these guys were going to be crap. And even like Carter Coughlin, like random guys like that, that like Cam Brown, like these guys that came out of nowhere and and they kind of flipped around, like made something. So I, I believe in Judge that if he takes a guy in the second and third round, but I we need to take another wide receiver though. I, I'm not saying don't address that. It needs to be addressed. Be, like it, you can't let it go to the fourth round, but I'll be like, unless it's the second one you've taken, but. If I feel like you were well, about to say a name that you could get behind, but then kind of stop yourself. Were you, were you referring to like if Jalen Wilder was there, if we didn't sign Ross, that would have been the person you would want them to take at 11? Or so better, if Devontae Smith is there, let's say he falls. Uh, would you want I to love him? Devontae Smith. So I, I like, well, I, <laughs> listen, I like Waddle and I get it, but like, I personally think Devontae Smith's like football IQ is unlike anything that I've seen in a really long time, like a wide receiver like that. Like he's so, he's like knows what's happening. He's like literally such a G watching his film is awesome. Um, But I think, I, I mean, I just don't see it happening. I think that they're with the way that things are moving. I'd be shocked that, that we take a wide receiver i mean i'd be happy though i'm not gonna be mad is the thing because i think there's talent like i did like four i I, like sat and did mock drafts for like hours the other night and i came up with four one was taking a wide receiver one was taking uh edge one was taking parsons one was taking um slater uh and then like so those were like the four options i feel like are are at our disposal um, I think that we could get away with not taking an edge in the first round. I don't know that it's Definitely. necessary. I think that we got by. I think that it can be a band-aid. Um, I, I just don't see that really being a necessity. I think a lot, there are some like decent edges to like some solid, uh, like talent that probably need like a little bit more time to mature, but I think they could get there. So I think that's something that you wait for later on. Um, but I think, I mean, Parsons is really hard to, to, to turn down is the thing like, that's a really, he, he's another one. Like he's one of those players that there's only a few that I think you can confidently say, will hundred percent be fantastic in the league. Like, I think he will be fantastic. It's That's almost like you're in my head. You like Devontae Smith and, and Mika Parsons? Like, yo, I don't even have to talk anymore. I can just sit back. You already did all the talking for me. It's perfect. Hell yeah. I'll set up on point. If even one of them is sitting at 11, it's a fucking no-brainer for me. And listen, I hope Parsons falls down because of the whole, you know, the whole thing about his character and those all the bullshit. If you actually read the article that was read about him, it's bullshit, all right? He literally went up to went up to that dude, Humphreys, who was a younger classman, and the dude was sleeping, like, in the mess hall, and he poured water on him. Humphreys gets up, gets pissed, because a little bit got on his fucking cell phone, got on his computer, and he throws Gatorade back at Parsons. 
So as a typical 20-year-old kid would fucking do, 19, whatever he was, he punched him in the fucking face. And then they start fighting. Like, it's football. (laughs) Like, throw the fuck up. It is what it is. Listen, he put him in a chokehold, which means he probably just put him in a headlock and was pumping him around the room. And Humphreys pulls a knife on Parsons. And yet Parsons has the character issues. Also. Denver passes on him. Denver, you're right. He's a psycho. Don't take him. And let him fucking fall to us at 11. Please. What's the one? Who's the one coach? Like, who is the one coach you can think of in this entire league that could literally handle an attitude? I don't give a shit with their with their passes because I trust that Judge could handle it. That's why I was okay with taking Juju on. Like, because I know that the talent is there. His attitude sucks. He's a punk and he's immature. But you know who can fix that? I think it's Joe Judge. I'm confident. I'm not even looking at those things this year. Like, I don't care because I think that Judge, could, I think Judge is the guy that can handle it. And if he thinks he can take it on, I believe in him. Absolutely. And listen, he's got that disciplinarian in him from working with Belichick, from working with Nick Saban. You could just see he brings that kind of shit to his team. And that's the type of thing you need for that player, right? Because if they see Michael Parsons really fell, who's taking him? New England. Why? Because fucking Belichick's there. It's the same shit. Ain't no difference. Like, he's got that same sort of mentality, and that's what he's setting up. Look, he went to Penn State. There's a reason why Joel Judge was at the pro day in Penn State and they sent, what's his name, Kyle O'Brien from uh, Detroit that we just got. They sent him over to go watch Kawhi Pay. There's a reason why they're doing that type of shit, right? The coach don't just go to a pro day for the hell of it. He's going there for a reason because he wants to meet this kid face to face. And like I said, the only threat I see taking him is Denver. I don't think any other team will take him because everyone else has so many other. No, I'm nervous about. There's gonna be a lot of trades that like things gonna get weird in this draft, and that's what makes me nervous. Like I, I honestly like think it's gonna be like I don't think anyone can accurately. That's why I. That's why I did the draft, the mocks that way because I think it could go one of four ways. Like they're gonna take over. On the trades, trading up like San Fran trading up like it already. It's already chaos. Yeah, and it hasn't even started. Right. We still have a Just month wait. ago. <laughs> wait until one of those teams doesn't take a quarterback that everyone thinks is going to take a quarterback. Just wait until they 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 trade down. Just wait for it, and then all it's going to just erupt and it's going to be nonsense. But it's it feels good for the first time ever going into the draft. Where should that happen? It's okay because we have options right. to take in the first round. When is the last time that we could say that? That's crazy. Seriously, where you don't feel forced to take a specific need or a a specific player because you're picking at that position. The Giants don't. I've literally been saying that for weeks where it's like, look, we went out, we got Galladay. That was the biggest thing that I was concerned about. And trust me, I lost my shit on Twitter when I didn't think we signed them on Saturday. We talked about that last week. But anyhow, uh, (laughs) you know, once we did that and we got it, even John Maris said, he's like, yo, we're in a position where we can literally take the best player available. Jackson, too? Like, that takes off a huge stressor. Like, I thought we could have handled, you know, people forget about Xavier McKinney, so I think that we probably could have band-aided that hole and waited to a later round. But, like, I think that they would have done something dumb and went. So, like, I feel like Joe Judge basically, I mean, what they did was prepare themselves to get to the draft because of how, like, crazy things are. And no matter what happens, they, it's okay. Uh, what? Waddle, Smith, and Chase are gone? No biggie. We'll take Parsons. Oh, Parsons is gone? We'll take Quiddy. Oh, Quiddy's gone? You know, like, you have room. We'll take somebody. Like, it's not that big of a deal because it, you can fill a hole anywhere now. If you told me somehow all three receivers were gone before 11 and Kyle Pitts, 
I would be fucking celebrating. You know why? That means the Eagles don't get fucking anybody. <laughs> like, ah, fuck you, assholes. <laughs> I hope Jella Rager works out. <laughs> I can't wait to see what ends up happening with them. Well, I hope they draft an offensive lineman. <laughs> and I hope that they, they draft the, the right guard. That's I what I hope... want. <laughs> I hope they drafted their wide receiver that bust. <laughs> Oh, the Eagles? Oh, no. no I don't think you're to play like that. Ball. I'm like daydreaming about the Eagles just ruining the draft. Whatever they do, they're going to fuck up anyway. So it don't matter what they do, man. They're, they're going to be the worst team. Probably going to draft the quarterback at 12. They're going to just wait for someone to fall. You know, get, don't get Matt Jones because he yeah, had that Jones. impressive fucking pro day today. That, <laughs> meme, oh, that fucking gif or video, whatever it was, of Bill Belichick shaking his head after that throw is hysterical. Oh. Yo, that one, <laughs> like, that one Saturdays was a fucking prices, dude. That shit was everywhere today. Well, Yo, if you haven't seen it, make sure you look and see it, Yo, for real. I love Belichick. You see the so audio fun. with him, like, talking to Chad Ocho Cinco, and oh my he's talking to Derek Mason and shit. Like, yeah, he's – Bill Belichick's awesome, man. I love him. I want to be our general manager. Two years. Just come on over, baby. That's what I said. I said he's going to be the president and general manager. Like, people don't know. Like, once Gettleman decides – he's not awesome at drafting he's gonna make the patriots poor so we don't have to think about them and then come to the giants <laughs> for real he, he can be a team president i i don't he's not a good drafter i'd rather him just kind of like have that air over the franchise that's what i would like to say yeah i just want him to be i think joe judge is like very militant that no one's getting a say in anything like he's got Mike. There's something about him, man. From the very second he stepped up to that podium last year, when he when he had an introductory press conference, that I, I said, I think I said it last week. It was just like a cosmic fucking shift. Mm-hmm. Want to run through? We're a going wall. into a really era of Giants football. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever he says, like, yo, like, yeah, I'm down, man. Let's fuck, let's fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? If he wants to, fight, yeah, he's got some god in him or something. I don't know. It's weird. I just love the way he addresses the media too. Like yeah, he, the way that he addresses it is so hilarious to me. Yeah, like, he put Kim Jones in her place. He put everybody. <laughs> Let me tell you, I love him, man. He's the best. Listen, think about all the criticism we got for making players run laps and doing all that shit. You know what? That's how you make this team realize who's in charge, right? Like, you know, these professionals, sometimes they get they get ahead of themselves because they got these monster contracts and they don't want to play as a team and as a unit and work together. When you got to run somebody that's running fucking laps and you're on a pro level, like, like that, that sits in your head. You're kind of like, yeah, what the fuck did I just do to get this to happen to me? <laughs> players want to come here. Since when do players want to play for the New York Seriously. Giants? Seriously. In a damn minute. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> you know, like, like that, that's something you got to kind of like take for, for what it is. And that's why when I see all the, all the shit, because we're going to get into it in a minute, we got to do a quick commercial. But what, what, what I had to say with that is, you know, with the whole gambling, the Giants are still predicted to finish. They're tied right now with the Eagles as far as what DraftKings is saying. Right, as far as odds to win the division, I can't. I can't. Like, I'm gonna keep saying that shit till they change it. I'm gonna have to call whoever the fuck does the odds in Vegas. I'm like, what are you fucking idiots thinking of, man? Like, that shit don't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? Just write it down on paper. Like, just look at what happened. So, and then you know what's the cutest thing? It cracks me up. It's like everyone thinks that the Giants won two games. That's the way that the league <laughs> that they won two. These idiots managed to win six games. Like, that is impressive, okay? I thought we were going to win five this year going into it. I thought we'd win five games from what was going on. I figured that something would happen with the offseason just because of the way that I know injuries, and I thought five games. They – these – Guys, somehow pulled off six 
games without Daniel Jones, a couple games with, without state bond with the worst O-line. Like that was one of the worst O-line performances I've seen. Like it was a, an abomination. So the fact <laughs> that we had six games and now you're telling me you added like an abundance of people before the draft and you're bringing staff back and, and, and players want to play here. And it's Daniel Jones is, I, I mean, he's coming off of his sophomore slump and Jason Garrett is get, like, give me a break that they're going to do worse. Like, come on. They had multiple games stolen from them this season. Multiple, multiple games. They could have won what? The only game that they really, really lost was the 49ers game, which was disgusting. Like yeah, they could have figured yeah. every other game. Every other- <laughs> was on someone the the first philly game the first dallas game both of those should have been wins the first the game against rams? the bears uh, the rams game could have been a fucking win if they you know you, super bowl you're play away from being an 11 and 5 team without saquon barkley yeah. and we're gonna win three or four games this year get the fuck out of here and now galdi is coming like you they only lost most yeah. of by three points they at maximum it's like two points I mean, like, it was stupid shit, like Ingram losing 35 points and Slayton losing 11. That's four, whatever freaking do the math. It, that's like it's literally. It's a game for, half of, for, for all the losses. Oh, my God. They're just haters. They're literally a touchdown game. So it sounds, like, it sounds like we're kind of all in agreement that, like, betting on the Giants would be a good thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we did have four and a half to one. Like, that shit's worth the money. Mike, where can they go bet? Where, where are DraftKings, man? You could bet on DraftKings, man. If you want, like March Madness ain't over yet. If you want to go to March Madness on the, you know, DraftKings.com slash Brawl March, you can book this fucking game before the, you know, April 5th, you know, get that tip off before the natural game. Bet the fucking natural game. Win some money, man. Just throw a couple dollars there. It's like 101 odds on any team you want to fucking bet on. There's like four, eight teams left right now. Just throw your money in, man. At least six money. right now, but it'll be four by the end of tonight. Six, it'll be four by <laughs> yeah, tonight's a... I, you know. I don't want people to pick up on it because I mean all these you know these fantasy these all these dynasty startups. I'm picking up Daniel Jones in like the 14th round. Are you guys mad? Like the guy literally scored like he was consistent until he got hurt and like he was because he can run. So now you give him weapons? Come on, I'll take him in the 14th round and then I'm just gonna stack my team and not take a quarterback. <laughs> He's a sleeper pick. He's a sleeper pick apparently. You know. Well, listen, also, like we said, you know, Manscaped, right? So you're going to put the bet in. You're going to bet on the Giants through draft case. You're going to take them to win the division because we've been saying this for about a month already. And then you go out and get your, lands- your, your Manscaped, right? Because we tell you all the time that we all got it. Manscaped's awesome, right? It's along with the award-winning lawnmower 3.0. That's the one that we got. And you have a package called the Weed Whacker. It comes with ear and nose hair trimmers. It provides it provides everything that you could possibly need, all right? Like, so, listen, go to Manscaped, go to DraftKings. That's what we've been telling everyone to do, all right? These, these are the little vices that we could give to you on on, uh, on Giants Brawl here. With no this. one wants your nose hairs, like, coming out of your nose after you won a game like that. It's just not- yeah, Especially coming out of, out of this whole, like, uh, coronavirus shit, man. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people yeah, that can use some of this lawnmower shit. <laughs> Get Manscaped. It's a little bit. <laughs> All right, before we is fucking good, man. That shit smells so good. Let's see that. Yeah. I'm running out. I gotta buy another one. Yeah, fine. You know, you guys gotta take care of yourselves, man. Take care of yourself for your woman. If you got a woman or even man, if you got a man, you gotta take care of yourself, you know? Yeah. Everyone take care of yourself. Just hygiene, you know? That's it. That's the most important thing. You know, watch everything. Wash your ass. Do do all that shit. All right, Seth. Before we go, I gotta ask you this one question. I've seen across your timeline, there's a picture of you, right, with 
I don't know what's up with you and gooses, but there's a bunch of gooses out there. Um, there's a picture with you with a goose on a leash. Is that real? Do you really have a goose on a leash? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So some of, now these are like these burner things are coming out, which is so funny. A couple of weeks ago, someone made a Snapchat, like, but it wasn't my Snapchat. And they were just like messaging. I don't know. Um, but then the most recent one is someone made my, my pet goose um, a Twitter account. You have a pet goose? I don't have a pet goose. No, I have, I have I have Giants Twitter. That's my pet goose, okay? <laughs> well, because like when I first started out, I started getting sick of people, and I I was really instigating for a while. Like I was I was I was uh, definitely a little rough in the streets for a while, just like just screaming at everyone, being obnoxious. So I used to tell people to get in the pond if they want to be a silly goose. I think we got the title of the show. <laughs> That's the title of the show this week. Yeah. So if like if you want to act like a silly goose, that's okay. Just you can get in the pond. Just go get in the pond then. Go on, get in the pond. <laughs> go back to Canada, one or the other. And you know, have you guys seen Top Gun? Of course. Yes. So I just ordered a shirt today, and it's a goose. And it has like the helmet on it. And it says, talk to me. The show is going to get in the pond if you want to act like a silly goose. <laughs> so um, I call my girlfriend silly goose. And I've been calling my girlfriend silly goose for fucking five years. She absolutely hates it. When she listens to this, she's going to throw her fucking phone. I'm going to go Hi, Nancy. You are a silly goose. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it's when like, everyone was trying to say that like there was nothing wrong with the O-line during it, like around week four. And I'm like, they're tripping over each other. You goose, you goosies. Like, you are a goosey. Go get in the pond if you want to act like that. But don't come yelling at me. And guess who called the Colombo fire? Egg? Me. So guess who's the goosey? You. I called the Colombo. <laughs> now you're a goose. Listen, now you you, you can use a leg up here now, right? Like you got to be kind of creative with this. You can just be like, listen, stop being a pond, right? <laughs> you understand that shit? Like we know what it means, right? Like you're talking about like a curse. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> I say cutie pie. Sometimes I'm just be like, okay, cutie pie. Like that shit. <laughs> Oh, God. That's great. All right, Jules, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, listen, I'm sorry. We got to wrap this episode up. Steffi, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you on. Her Twitter handle is Steffi Smalls on Twitter. You know us. It's Mike MFT, Mike Trainer, Slap Parade, Jules NYC One. You know where you catch us on that. Catch us on Facebook. We got AOL, Brawl Network. You know how we do it. But that's the episode for today. Hope you guys enjoy. We'll talk to you. See you next week. Peace. Peace. All right. Bye, Goosey. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.